It's Star Weeps with Harrison and Molly. One of my favorite uh, videos on the internet, on the interwebs, if you will, is the interview of uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> talking about <laughs> uh, Scooby-Doo. And, and Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, you know, I think Scooby-Doo is just wonderful because he doesn't, he doesn't appeal to any one demographic. Boys love Scooby-Doo. Girls love Scooby-Doo. Everyone loves Scooby-Doo. He's just a universal character. And it cuts to Freddie Prince Jr. And he goes, I mean, he's a talking dog, you know? and that's why they're married (laughs) and it's incredible (laughs) very very on brand for today uh since we're talking about star wars rebels uh and of course the the amazing freddie prince jr coming in as kanan jarris in this series which i like completely forgot about him until i was looking up the cast again and then i was like oh yeah because you showed me his interview when he got like mad talking about how the force works and how there's <laughs> like, no such thing as a gray Jedi. Force works. I had to take like, classes I had with a Dave Filoni, George Lucas. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh like that is that is the energy I want to put out to the world is just like this violently aggressive Star Wars lover. I know more than you do. <laughs> yeah. He had one line in there that I think resonates so much where so many people's view of Star Wars and how the force works has been warped by video games like they think that the Mm. force is like a weapon and it's not it's like basically a plot device it's so much more than that it's so much more than just like "Ooh, i can push you Ooh, i can pull you Ooh, lightning fingers like it's there's a lot (laughs) a lot more nuance than that Ooh, lightning fingers (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i I love that one um and you better (laughs) believe i'm probably going to reference it one more time throughout the <laughs> recording of this fair podcast. enough i mean i would stay tuned I would to figure be, out be where it's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> keep everyone on their toes they never know when you're gonna drop it yeah you never know when it's gonna hit um that's called uh retaining your audience yes, <laughs> making sure the they stick seats. around yeah so we got we got a lot of of developments happening in the world of oh, anime but before the world we get Wars. to that oh oh shit Okay. Welcome to the Star Weebs podcast. My name is Molly. I'm the resident anime spokesperson, I guess. I know a whole lot about it. <laughs> spokesperson. I like that. Okay. And uh, yeah. and my name is Harrison. I am the resident Star Wars ambassador, uh, viceroy, oh, yeah. count, if you will. Uh, all kinds of really <laughs> cool titles that you can throw out. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, who cares? Titles don't mean shit anymore. Yeah, I could exactly. be a fucking lady of anime, dude, you know? Call you me can, Dame Molly. You can pay 50 bucks to get a plot of land in Scotland and be able to legally put Lord or Lady on your, uh, on your like, legal documents. Oh, yeah. There's that one that the YouTubers keep, like, getting sponsored by that company. I love that for them. I know it's it seems like such a gimmick, a but like oh my god, it's so cool! Like, can you imagine? Like, yeah. I just made like for your birthday, I made you a lord. Like you have that's you have pretty land. Poggers, honestly. I think that's better than buying someone a star because you know, like, what am I going to do with a star? But if you buy someone like a random patch of land in Scotland, you could go there, and then you're also a lord or a lady. <laughs> can you imagine if like aliens went and like found a star? They're like, we're gonna we're conquering this, and then some dude like, named Sorry, you know like, that Dave shows to up, Stephanie. and he's like, I paid five dollars for this star. Go fuck yourself. It's actually Dave Filoni. He owns space. <laughs> I own space. I own it. It's mine. Get Anything out outside of, of the atmosphere, it's you can't. NASA mine. is paying me royalties. 
<laughs> and if you say anything different, I'm going to send Freddie Prince Jr. to kick your ass. <laughs> he's, he's mad a lot, so. <laughs> he's angry. He'll do it. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. But, okay, today we are talking about Star Wars Rebels, uh, one of my personal favorite shows. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but, oh, my God, if it is even remotely in your frame of interest, I guess, uh, oh, my God, you're going you're gonna to love it. It's, it's incredible. Um, we do have some news you want to talk about up top. We got a lot of developments in the world of anime and Star Wars. Uh, so what you got today, Malls? Yeah, so I just got some some quick bits today. We are now in the winter 2023 season of anime that's happening right now. So new shows are starting to air. Um, and I'm watching a few of them, which is really funny. There was like so many big shows that dropped in the fall season that I just did not watch really. But now it's the winter season and there's like smaller shows that like don't have that big of a hype around them, but I thought they looked interesting and so I started watching them. Is one of them one Spy of them was... Family? I'm guessing that's one of them. No, Spy Family was la- actually I watched Spy Family like right as it was wrapping up. Like I pr- I think I watched it like the second to last week before the like latest episode dropped. So I did technically watch that during the fall season. Quote unquote, because it was in December. <laughs> but <laughs> That's not one of the, the the shows, though. There is one. It's called Buddy Daddies, and it is very similar. <laughs> Buddy Daddies? Is it a bunch everyone, of dads that are friends? Well, no. So it, everyone thinks that it is a show that is like kind of banking on the spy family hype, okay. which it could be. With uh, it, it could or could not be. I guess the manga was popular enough that someone would like write this story. But essentially, it's like two assassins. Who are like these two dudes who are assassins and they're roommates. Um, and then and they were roommates. They like, and they were roommates. Everyone thought it was going to be a gay spy family, but I, there's no queer subtext so far. That's I've watched two episodes of it and there's artist, no though. queer subtext it's not yet. Stop the You're right. Fanfic. But I mean, like, I appreciate it because I have a feeling if there was queer subtext, it'd be one of those shows that would just only queer bait and not pull the trigger. Looking at you, Skate the Infinity. Um, but, uh, basically like they're assassins and on one of their missions, like this little girl who's like four or five gets involved somehow and they're like trying to protect her while also like trying to assassinate a guy. And then they find out afterwards that the guy that they assassinated was her dad that she was looking for. (gasps) And so they kind of like have to take her in because her mom kind of just like shoved her on a train and was like, go find your dad. And then they like don't know how to find her mom. And that's how the season is progressing right now. That's, Um, that's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> shit's fucked. But it's like it's pretty funny because she's just like a cute little girl, and uh, the dynamics are funny. Like one of the guys is kind of like a he does all the housework, but he's also kind of a player. And then the other one is kind of just like a plays video games, but is like really good at shooting guns. He's but really is also like has like a really like emo personality. Like he's very low energy, not a lot of emotion. So we'll see how it turns out. It's interesting so far. Classic odd couple um, dynamic. <laughs> Am I'm I also wrong? watching I'm not, I don't feel like I'm not that wrong. I don't think you're I don't think you're wrong. No, I think they do make a really interesting couple. Like one of them is like high energy, the other one is low energy. You know, they it's like a whole thing. Well, the odd it's couple a, it creates for funny like, scenarios. Were, were the odd couple dating? I don't remember. I feel like there have been multiple iterations of what that is. It's also the, just like a phenomenon at this point. It's yeah. not even it doesn't even matter what the original one it's was. It's just like. two archetypes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, so I'm watching that. 
There is one that's a carryover. I'm watching Blue Lock. I just started watching it, though, which that's one that's spanning two seasons because it's 24 episodes, I think. So it started in the fall and now it's continuing. So I'm watching Blue Lock. It's about soccer. Um, but it's a it's an interesting like subversion on the standard like sports anime tropes that you'll see. Because most of those, most sports animes are like, teamwork is it all that matters. And this one is like, literally, you have to be selfish and an individual because everyone is fighting against each other, which is interesting. Um, I won't say any more about that, but I think it's interesting. And if you're, if it sounds intriguing to you, if you like soccer, go ahead and watch it. There's lots of characters. I don't remember any of their names, even though I've watched like 14 episodes of this show. <laughs> I had to like Google the main character's name <laughs> because I forgot it. Um, and then finally, I'm watching this show called, I think it's called The Ice Guy and His Cool Female Colleague is the direct translation. It's one of those shows that just what? has like a really long title, but I don't know what the, the short ice version guy? of the title is. Is it the fucking Ice Miser from Year Without a Santa Claus? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mr. Ice Miser. I, I, I'm, if they make a live Snow, action no, it's, oh, I'm Mr. of Snow Year Santa Claus. Oh, Snow Miser. If it is, if they do a live action remake of Year Without a Santa Claus, they better fucking cast Jeff Goldblum and Danny DeVito to be Ice Miser and Heat Miser, respectively. Oh my gosh, that'd be pretty good, right? <laughs> if you don't know what Ice <laughs> or Miser and I think Heat Jack Miser Black look like, would be go another a good up. Heat Miser. Oh, oh, you're right. Jack Black would be so good. Jack mm-hmm. Black and Jeff Goldblum. I don't think the world could handle that much charisma. <laughs> Those are just two bards battling it out, honestly. Oh, for sure. One is like one that specializes in poetry, the other one in in lyrics and verses. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's called like the Ice Guy and his cool female colleague or something. And basically the premise is that it's kind of, it's like a workplace slice of life slash romantic comedy, kind of like Wotakoi, but like not as like, uh... Nerdy? Otaku-y, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like in a world where people can be descendants of different kinds of demons or like supernatural beings. That's so like this guy. But it's like it's like normal society. Like they work in an office. But like and he looks like a human, but he's like a descendant of an ice demon or something. And so whenever he shows like extreme emotion, it starts snowing around him or he like freezes. So if he's like extra nervous, extra sad, extra happy, um, snow will appear around him, and it's pretty funny. Um, and there's like another girl who's like one of those his other coworkers who's like uh, descended from a kitsune, which is like a fox spirit. So she has ears and a tail sometimes, uh, but it's like super normal. Some people are just normal humans, and some people are descended from mythical creatures. Um, but it's like really cute because like he start he gets a crush on this girl, his cool female colleague, and she's basically like she doesn't show a lot of emotion. She's like very uh, kind of like Angel from Angel Beats, um, but more emotion than that. And she's like really like uh, she's like a little more fleshed out than Angel was, I think. Um, but it's like really cute. She'll like um, he'll say something to her in the office, and she'll be like oh like he's struggling with this and then she like goes and gets him something to like try to help him with this issue and he like basically falls in love with her the moment he sees her and like every single time she does something for him he's like she's so cute and it starts like he causes a blizzard where he's standing it's really it's really adorable honestly it's so wholesome (laughs) i love it 
Um, but yeah, that's that. I also did this fun little thing recently where I have a really long list of anime that I've been meaning to watch and I, I just never get around to it. So I just wrote it all out in a list and then I put it in one of those like random wheel generators and I spun Ooh, it. Oh, so, smart. Just because like I would never pick on my own. And so now I'm also watching uh, The Devil is a Part-Timer, which is one I think I've told you about before you have in definitely, one of our games that we did. Yeah, that was a, definitely the but it's like a real or fake Satan anime plot game. travels yeah. to the real world and he be, he works at McDonald's. So It's like that shitty Netflix that. series called Lucifer or something, but apparently it's actually not bad because it was around for a long time. But anyway, yeah, I'm watching a lot of anime. It's fun. I'm enjoying myself. Sounds like an exciting time to be a weeb, a star weeb, if you will. Tis. You're currently wanting to keep up with the, with the anime season of, of 2023, winter edition. Is that right? Is <laughs> am I saying that right? Uh, well, it's basically good, like good every, it's just every season and then whatever year it is. And then it's like that anime season. They just have four gotcha. seasons of anime every year, basically. Some are smaller. They're bigger than others. Are they themed? Do they That's ever it. make it like this is all like this arc takes place during a snowstorm or something? No, not really. I guess it just works out that the ice guy dropped in the winter. Maybe they were <laughs> specifically so that it made sense that way theming wise. But I, other than that, I don't really notice themes at all. <laughs> Got it. Maybe I'm not looking hard enough. Oh, you got to dig deep. Um, cool. So there's actually been a good amount of, uh, or not a, a lot, but just like kind of big stuff, uh, happening in star Wars lately. Um, and of course that is, uh, the, the first one being Mandalorian season three, got a new trailer, got a release date again. And Oh boy, am I excited for it? Uh, you have seen the trailer, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and you pointed out that uh, this, the season is going to premiere around the time Last of Us is expected to end. So yeah. people are really capitalizing on that Pedro Pascal uh, money. Yeah, no, it's like... <laughs> HBO and did like a like the um the like two big muscly arms clasping hands and it's just like HBO and <laughs> Disney <laughs> capitalizing on everyone's obsession with Pedro Pascal. <laughs> We're going to turn him from E boy daddy into capitalism daddy. But yeah, there was a new trailer for the Mandalorian season three. Not a whole lot of new stuff was shown in it, uh, as opposed to the other trailers which I think is cool. I don't want to know the plot going in. I saw the fucking trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and I was like, I know everything that happens in this movie now. Thanks. So that's exciting. Uh, it does look like they're using less of the volume, which is really cool. It looks like they're kind of taking a page out of the Andor book and building a lot of real sets for things. Like all those towns and cities felt very real. They didn't look like, you know, just kind of like flat backgrounds. Um, Granted, they looked like really good flat backgrounds in season one and two, uh, but they still did look and feel not entirely real. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there was just something you're like, I just can't quite put my finger on it. It looks perfect, but it's the fact that it looks perfect that I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the, what's, what's the issue here. So I don't know, um, but it looks, it looks great. I'm really stoked for it, and I'm really glad we're not getting Gina Carano back. So that's also cool. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, also, Bad Batch is out now. It is premiering. Uh, there have been four episodes so far. There was a two-episode premiere and then two more after that. And it's it's fine. It's it's good. I mean, no one, I don't think anyone people are like, 
no one is like expecting this to redefine Star Wars or anything, obviously. Um, but it is like it's just like a solid season of Clone Wars is sort of what it is. Like it's not, you know, this amazing over the top galaxy shaping story, but like it doesn't need to be. It's just kind of this fun group of people going on side quests. So that's great. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. But w- there is something to be said about the way this show uh was marketed. And also the way they are marketing kind of all of their Star Wars properties right now, I feel like they're not getting a lot of buzz. And I feel like Disney's not really um, pushing a lot of the, the marketing materials for this. For instance, when Bad Batch Season 2 premiered, the Star Wars Instagram only posted one really shitty video that was like a screen recording of one of their reels onto their story promoting the bad batch like that was like all they did for it on the premiere day like they just quietly dropped a new show Mm. and i was like like i said it's not supposed to be like the biggest show ever but like oh my god it's like they're trying to set it up to fail i don't really get what's going on with it um but yeah i mean i think it looks cool i just hope they you know they don't keep burying these shows that they don't like want to succeed like andor wasn't really marketed very well either even though it was probably the best Star Wars show, um, mm-hmm. on paper, on pa- it's it's technically the best Star Wars show. Rebels is still my favorite. It's still being one of the highest quality shows. It was probably one of the more expensive to make because the sets and everything like were all really expensive. They traveled all over the world yeah. to shoot on location in places. Um, so I feel like when you start seeing shows like this get less and less marketing material it's a a way for them to kind of quietly kill the shows and be like oh look no one watched it like we should we should cancel it you know just because like they're more expensive so i'm hoping Mm -hmm. that's not what's happening i'm hoping it's just that they were like you know what it's just our filler show it's just something to hold the fans over until mandalorian or ahsoka or whatever um yeah i just hope it's not indicative of where the universe is heading All right, well, it is time to move on to one of my favorite (laughs) segments that we have come up with on this show, and that is, of course, the Simp of the Week. Uh, So each week, Molly and I pick a random person from literally anything that we are simping over and want to, I don't know, what do we want to do with them? What do we want to do with them, Molly? (laughs) I just want to, mostly I just, I usually I just want to hold their hand. That's like what I want to do. I just yeah. want, or give them a hug. So yeah, or high I'm five. I'm very wholesome with my simps. Hug, <laughs> hug, handshake, or high five. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> a little kiss on the cheek, maybe, if I'm feeling crazy. <laughs> so I, I don't know who the fuck yours are. I'm looking at our script. I do not know who either of these people are. For some reason, I, I saw Joel. I'm guessing that's probably Joel from The Last of Us. And then yeah. there's Miller. But when That's I see Miller name. like that, I can only think of Nick Miller from New Girl. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's Joel Miller. That's his full name. That's his the full name? full name is Joel Miller. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I still haven't watched The Last of Us. <gasps> Bitch! I know. Look. You gotta. It's so good. If you, you'll, And then it'll be, you have, like, so much shorter of a wait until the second episode. I can't stop thinking about how badly I just want to watch the rest of The Last of Us. 
I got I know- so pissed off at HBO because they were all like, ooh, it's dropping on the 15th. And I'm like, here I am, Monday on the 15th, I'm ready. And they're like, sorry, it doesn't drop until 9 p.m. because we're still technically on cable. And I'm like, fuck cable, give me the show now. Oh, that's so dumb. Oh, that's so It's annoying. Dumb. But it's also like 9. Why are you making me wait until 9? At least Fucking do 7 Discovery, Eastern. that's why. Do like 7, 8 Central, you know? Bring it back the Disney Channel shit. Why are you making me wait so long? God damn. I'm upset about it. HBO's getting on my shit list, honestly. It's fucking Discovery. So, anyway. I'm telling you. It's Discovery. Well, no, but like this is the same thing that they were doing with Game of Thrones. Like This isn't yeah. new. I'm just it's mad true. about it because I forgot that HBO was still a TV channel. Like Fucking cable needs to just give up. You know? Well, it's, it's coming back. Once Stream, people- streaming is just cable now. Like like everything with like well, but, Netflix and HBO Max and Disney Plus and Hulu and like all of it's more expensive than just having a cable package, you know. Well, like, but the real the the real thing about it is that you usually only have one of the subscriptions and then you like bum off other people for others. It's like a trade. It's so true. Like, very rarely is someone actually paying for every single streaming service they use. I pay for a good amount. I we have, I don't think we really bum off anyone except for Amazon, just because like. Amazon is extremely expensive. Yeah. yeah. I bum off of every single one of mine and I am not ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> You're on our Disney Plus. I, I am, which is funny because I don't need to be. I could be on my parents. No, ours is I'm more not. fun. Stay on ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like seeing everyone's profiles that's using ours. I'm like, ah, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I will buy your friendship with Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> we'll, we'll be um, friends for Disney Plus. <laughs> but i mean like I, I don't know like like a timed release it makes me so mad like i have to wait like it's basically you're like oh it comes out on this day but it doesn't really it comes out during the last four hours of that day that barely counts as it coming out that day you yeah. know just say that it's like a monday thing you know so that like when it comes out four hours early it's like oh it's coming out for a yeah it's like when you have the release date most of my sunday yeah it's like you have the release date of a marvel movie it's like oh it's coming out on friday but like you can really see it on thursday at eight o'clock you know yeah exactly so i was really i was really mad about that especially because i think i told you i saw the night i saw you the night before and i was like i'm so excited for the last of us tomorrow i'm gonna make myself a nice little breakfast i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna watch it because i usually watch like sunday mornings that's right that was gonna be your whole morning yeah and so like i did that i made myself some pancakes and some breakfast sausage and i like sat down in front of my tv i turned it on i went to hbo and it was like the last of us watch the trailer and i'm like i don't want to watch the trailer i want to watch the episode take me to the episode and then i read further and it was like tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's and I was such like, a buzzkill. Where the fuck do you get off? Where do you doing get this off? to me? Because also, like, I feel like everywhere else that I saw, and this is just starting to be ranting about The Last of Us, it only ever, it only ever said January 15th. Like, that's all it said. It just said January 15th. I don't remember anywhere saying a time. So because i only use streaming services now and because like most people are only using streaming services now i assume if you give me a date it's going to be midnight on that day that's when it's there because that's how every other streaming service works like you know and and then and then they just pull this because they're still fucking tv channel and like i said the only reason people have cable anymore is because of fucking sports, and I don't give a shit about sports. It's so true. Sports it's can go sports die. Sports like fucking garbage reality TV. 
that some people are still obsessed with for no oh reason. Oh my god, people who watch so- soap operas. No, you know, I won't I won't hate no, on not that even soap operas. I feel like soap operas you can just my, get from like a fucking antenna. <laughs> yeah, but like it's just like I'm like, "Oh my god, uh, HBO <laughs> specifically doesn't need to be a cable channel anymore." You know, like they have enough money from subscriptions that they don't need to pull a timed release. Yeah, that's I'm so mad about so it. So frustrating. Because now, until it finishes airing, and then, like, however many more seasons we have, which, because I'm still not clear where this season is going to end, if it's just going to be a one-season show or what. Um, but, like, I'm so excited about the show, and I want to watch it so bad, but I have to wait until 9 every Sunday to watch it. And I'm just, like, spending my whole Sunday just looking at my watch <laughs> that I don't have. I don't have a watch. All that to say that Joel is Molly to say that I love Joel. He's a horrible person, but we love him anyway. And I love Pedro Pascal's Joel. It was really funny. I got really excited about the Southern accent, and then it's kind of bad, but it's like endearingly bad, you know? He kind of like slips out of it sometimes. No, it's not like it's not like bad, bad, but like he slips out of it a lot. They're like some they clearly Dinjarin. No, well, no, it's never Dinjarin because Dinjarin is very like soft spoken. But like, um, he'll he'll just like it's just like it just sounds like Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Sometimes he just slips out of the southern accent, and it's clear for the trailers that they picked some of the like better southern drawly lines that he did, and then uh, whatever. But I'm still I'm still digging it. I like I like his Joel. It's fun, uh, and I like. And I, I'm, I'm, I could talk for about the show forever, but they, I really liked a lot of the decisions that they made in the first episode because um, there are a lot of things that are one to one, but they also like added stuff to expand it that would make sense in a TV show. And it's, I am uh, liking it so far, and I'm really excited. It's gonna be so great. I'm so excited. Oh my god, I just want the next episode to come out. I, I just wish the, the game were out, more please. fun. That's all. I, I just wish I liked the game more. I only ever watch people play the game, so I think it's plenty fun. <laughs> I've started it so many times, and I'm like, I'm just not having a good time. It's so it's because stressful. you have to watch Sarah die over and over. Yes, I keep starting it, and I'm like, oh, this fucking part again. <laughs> My simp of the week, very different. Uh, I'm so confused by yours. Please explain. <laughs> this guy has been saving my life this week, all right? So this mm-hmm. is, I put his photo in our script. Yes. This is CS Dojo, Computer Science Dojo. And I have watched his content so much this week because he is helping me uh, get through data structures and algorithms problems on YouTube. Uh, so he is a very smart cookie and he's been helping me out a lot. But basically, he's just like, he's just kind of adorable and he just like loves computer science very much. He used Aww. to be like a programmer at Google. And now he just full time teaches these courses on YouTube for free. Uh, he has like almost two million subscribers, and all of his videos have like even more views than that. Like he's definitely like the biggest YouTuber um, for people that are like trying to get into coding and technology. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Wow. Uh, so yeah, this is this is a pretty cool guy. Uh, really, really solid, and his content is like really good and easy to understand. He really like. I started watching some of his stuff before I went to my coding boot camp. Um, and I was like, I kind of get it. I get the principles he's breaking down. But then once he starts getting into the code, I like, I'm missing a lot of it. Like, I just have a lot of gaps in knowledge. But now that I've done the boot camp and I kind of know what I'm doing, not kind of, I do know what I'm doing. Um, I can watch his videos now and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get, what, I get what he's saying. I know what he's talking about. So it's like way more useful now 
So I've kind of been going back and rewatching some stuff and watching some new stuff. And he's really been helping me like just understand a lot of problems that will be asked in interviews and technical stuff. So yeah, really cool dude. Nice. And I think his stuff is going to come in handy for me. So this is, I'm simping over him because I think he's going to hopefully help me make money. (laughs) Get you a man who will support you professionally. (laughs) Dude, so true. Get a simp that will support you professionally. Mm-hmm. I am the well. I guess I'm this guy's simp for that. You're simping for him. Simp for a he's... guy who will help him professionally. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, look up CS Dojo on YouTube. Not that he needs my support, but if you are interested in coding, uh, check this guy out, or just look him up because you know what? He just seems like a nice person. I just I kind of want to hang out with him. <laughs> and okay, so here's a fun fact, right? Fun fact about me: uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Who watch through. We got an update on that. Update on the Doctor Who watch through. Uh, the update is I paused it, right? And I've moved on yeah. to <laughs> The Simpsons. I've never <laughs> seen The Simpsons before. I love Family Guy. I love a ton of adult animated comedies, um, except South Park. Fuck South Park. I think it's gross. I don't know why I hate that show. Um, but like Archer, uh, Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is probably my favorite show of all time. It's so good. Um, Family Guy, obviously, we did the Family Guy Star Wars episodes. Go check those out. But oh my God, Simpsons, iconic. We literally just started watching it because Jules really wants to be good at trivia. And there are a ton of New York Times crosswords uh, clues that revolve around Simpsons characters. So we literally <laughs> started watching it to be better at the New York Times crossword. Nice. And then we were like, wait, this show's like so good. It's great. <laughs> So big fan of The Simpsons, and we wow. have gotten up to season seven within like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Sometimes it, sometimes it just runs away from you. You're like watching a show, and then you look down, and then you look up, and you're like, I have finished the show. Yeah. Well, I watched a lot of it while I was painting some of my minis, too. So like you can just easily go through like an entire season in one session of painting. Oh, it's crazy. definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my update. Um. <laughs> all right now my, up, my doctor who update is that i have watched seven seasons of the simpsons <laughs> my doctor who update is that I watched seven, that's so good <laughs> it's the simpsons now doctor who is yes. the simpsons uh we'll update you on how far i get in the future um and i think julia did watch a, a few episodes without me but honestly when you're hitting seven seasons of a tv show like that becomes negligible right like come on mm-hmm. uh, it's time to move on to our main topic today, which is, of course, Star Wars Rebels, part one. I say part one and not season one because uh, Molly did what I expected her to do and kept watching after season one. Tis what I did. I'm a rebel. I fully expected it. I was like, she's going to start watching this <laughs> and love it. Like, I, this is the show I was the most excited for you to watch, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of built up a lot of what I've been showing you so far to make this show hit, you know? So it has, it has hit a bit so far. So, um, I've also heard from people, not you, that this is also going to emotionally devastate me. Like not even just you and AJ, like one of my cousins was just like, Oh, if that's how you reacted to clone wars. And I was like, Oh no. (laughs) Like this, this show is on a whole other level, dude. I really feel like it yeah. is. I'll get into why it's my favorite one. I'm not going to bog down the beginning of it, but <laughs> let's just jump into it. Star Wars Rebels. Nice. Okay, so Star Wars Rebels. 
As the name somewhat implies, this happens after the rise of the Empire and Order 66 and all that fun junk. I'm reading the Wikipedia and it tells me it takes place 14 years after the fall of the Republic, which I did not know the exact timeline, but that's where we're at. We start up on this planet called Lothal. That's our like base of operations for the first season. That's kind of where everything happens. It is kind. Of, it's we... kind of a like unifying planet of like the whole season or the whole series. Like it's where they all meet. It's where Ezra's from. And who is Ezra? You might ask. Well, Ezra, Ezra Bridger, is our main character of Star Wars Rebels. He's a tween. Yeah, he's a tween. I think he's a. I'll help. I'll help you out teen. here actually on what his age is. Um, I was going to get to this in a fun facts bit that I have planned later, but I am chiming into this one because I do think it's important for a frame of reference. Uh, you said it was 14 years after uh, the rise, like the rise of the Empire, the fall of the Republic. So basically, yeah. 14 years since Episode Three. Uh, Ezra Bridger ah. is the same age as Luke and Leia, uh, so you can kind of have a frame of reference for the whole galaxy through the eyes of Ezra Bridger as well. Um, Interesting. So that is the same age that Luke and Leia are. Um, it has been 14 years since uh, Revenge of the Sith, and basically he was born right at the at the rise of the Empire. So I 14. see, I see. Okay. I was right. Young teen, late tween. Um, so Ezra, from what we can tell, is an orphan. He's living on Lothal on the streets, basically, and he's kind of a little con artist kind of guy. Um, he's he's pulling one over on the the Empire folks that are stationed there. Um, he's having a good time. What he ends up doing is he get gets ends up getting mixed up with another another job that some other people are doing. He noticed some people acting a little sus. Like, they're trying to also pull one over on the Empire, and he's like, hey, that's my shtick. Um, he notices them steal some crates, and he's all like, those crates must be important. I'm also going to steal one. Hijinks ensues. The people who are trying to steal the crates start chasing Ezra, and then they're also all being chased by the <laughs> stormtroopers. Um at the end of it all, he ends up getting sucked up into the ship with the original people who were trying to steal the crates because he's a kid and they recognize that and they're like, okay, we're not just not going to leave him to get freaking killed by some stormtroopers. This man um, is a child. This man is a child. Yes. This man is a child. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we meet the uh, members of this ragtag crew of little rebels. So uh, we have uh, Hera, who is the pilot of the ship and the only voice of reason. She's the only sane one. She's the mom of the group. I love her a lot. Oh my She's god, great! You can't see, but I'm smiling so much right now as you were describing these characters. I hope you can just hear <laughs> in my voice how excited I am. <laughs> you were describing. My favorite cast of characters in all of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Hera. Then we have Kanan. He is, spoiler alert, he was a Padawan. Um, so he is a Jedi. He has a lightsaber and all that jazz. It's great for him to be so sad and traumatized about his whole, whole everything. Um, but he's pretty, uh, he's pretty gruff, pretty closed off at the beginning. He He's just mostly kind of like, He's seemingly the dad figure, but he's kind of just like, 
do, doing his thing. He's just going along. Um, and then we have uh, a Mandalorian type person. Uh, we have oh, no, she, she's Mandalorian. Oh, okay. She, she's she is, Mandalorian. I, just, I, didn't, I didn't know if she just like found armor somewhere. She's very artistic. I love that for her. She's very colorful. And I also did, it took me a while to realize that she had changed her hair color at one point. And I was like, <laughs> wait, when did that happen? <laughs> have I just not been paying attention? Um, but she's great. She's Mandalorian. Her name is Sabine. Uh, as soon as I heard her name, I was like, who named her Sabine? And is it going to make me cry? I literally wrote that down. So I guess I'll find out about that. Um, and, uh, she's fun. Like I said, she is very, she's like an artist. She likes drawing on things and, um, she's sassy and she, uh, she's Mandalorian. So she's pretty cool. Um, and then we have Garazeb Aurelios. He's just Zeb. Zeb. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he's, uh, kind of like the muscly he's not i wouldn't say he's a himbo he's too mean to be a himbo but he's like muscly kind of dumb quick to anger <laughs> and mostly butts heads with ezra because their personalities clash a lot it's pretty funny um and then finally the most important <laughs> member of this group <laughs> chopper the droid yeah um, my boy <laughs> he he's a little he's a little r2 shaped droid uh but he's only ever there to cause mischief he's a silly little guy he has arms it's so funny <laughs> his little arms um and i love that for him but basically if you ask him to do something he's gonna do it poorly or not at all <laughs> <laughs> so no, he, that's no, he's that. gonna do it either like to a level you did not expect or he'll fuck it up but like he'll yeah. fuck it up but also like still kind of do it in the same way it's he has his own motivations he is a he is the definition of a murder bot like that's that is what yeah. chopper does i think i think besides luke I think, yeah, besides, like, Luke, may, um, R2 might have a higher kill count than him just because Clone Wars ran for longer. But, like, mm-hmm. dude, Chopper has one of the highest body counts in all of Star Wars. Like, he's he's murdered so many people. Fucking baller, dude. He's, Let's go. <laughs> oh, and uh, I'll also move up another fun fact to this segment as you're introducing the characters. Do you know who the voice of Chopper is? Oh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, so I do know it's... Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to be the one to break it to you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I spoiled myself with the Wikipedia. Though I know that he's credited as himself. Oh, don't look up the Wikipedias. They'll spoil so much. No, I'm just looking at the names of the characters, and they really give... They only give high-level stuff. Also, it's it's so funny that you wrote it's giving Aladdin street rack tactics because... One of the uh, original fan castings for Ezra coming into live action was the guy, I think Mina Masood was his name, the guy who played live action Aladdin. Oh, yeah. shit. That's right? so cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, Wait, wasn't it? Oh, weren't they in talks that he was going to play live action Ezra? It, they weren't in talks. It was. Oh, no, people wanted him. Yeah. People wanted people him to wanted be him live too. action Ezra. Um, okay. But I, I, there might have been some talks because I think that like some of the rumors were based in like some actual insider information. Um, mm-hmm. but spoilers, they've already cast him and the <laughs> cast is also still pretty good. So, okay. I say spoilers and then is I he... just spoil shit. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> is he going to be in the Ahsoka 
Actually, I won't. I won't ask. I'm it's not going to tell you. My uh, my lips are sealed. I'll just know that okay. there is a live action cast of Ezra out there right now. Don't look it up. Don't look okay. it up. Pretend that okay. it's 2000 and what, 15, 14 when the sure. show premiered. Okay, you don't know. You have no idea. I just graduated from high school. <laughs> um, I'm watching The Legend of Korra probably. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, but yeah, so that's our main cast of characters. Um, they're all great. I love them all a lot for different reasons, obviously. Um, Ezra is very much like main anime protagonist energy as he because he's the main character. He's got to carry that kind of stuff, so he kind of has to be. Um, but he also has his own little quirks, which is nice. Uh, he's like a he's he's a teen. He's an angsty teen is kind of what it is. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like I said, he, he just for shits and gigs really was like, saw the, this crew and their ship is called the ghost. Um, so from now on, I'll call them the ghost crew. Cause otherwise I don't know what else to call them. That's actually the exactly gang. what they're, they're called. They're actually called the ghost crew. Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. Easy yep. enough. Easy enough. So, um, the ghost crew were trying to steal these boxes we later find out that they're full of guns and also food. Um, he just saw them stealing the boxes and he was like, I want to do that too, man. And so he did. Um, and that's how he got wrapped up in them. And after a lot of back and forth, he's just an honorary member of the crew. And he's they're hanging out and they're friends and they're all family. And like in the first episode, Sabine is like, yeah, they're like my family. And I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> You can't oh, say yeah. that shit, dude, man. That's going to ruin me emotionally, like, way later on in this TV show, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do so that. It'll be so great. Ugh. That's David. Fuck you, David. <laughs> actually, it wasn't David, because I'm actually looking at who wrote the episode, and it was actually Simon Kinberg. So fuck you, Simon. Oh, the X-Men guy? Oh, he's kind of an asshole. Is he the bad one? Fucking more than. Or am I thinking of another one? Wait, hang on. It wasn't him. It was another another X-Men director. Just kidding. Simon Kenberg's fine. Okay. Okay. I take it back. Dave was still obviously involved in this TV show, so I'm just going to blame everything on him, as I always do. Like, this whole cast of characters is like his second Ahsoka, I feel like. You know? Like, Ahsoka's his baby. Ahsoka was his first, like fan fanfic character that totally got made into like live action he was like he's very passionate about her yes but then this cast is also like here you go (laughs) you know like here's a bunch of people like make a whole dynamic and he's like i'm going to emotionally wreck everybody and make you love these characters you have no idea the power you've given me (laughs) um yeah i'm gonna say right off the bat that um you guys, you and AJ were like, oh, like this season is kind of like the weakest one. It only gets better from here. And I was like, I'm already having a great time <laughs> with this season. Like I'm watching it and it's great. And I love these dynamics. That is so and... amazing to me. I love that. <laughs> I'll keep saying things to try to get you to watch One Piece, but it's it's giving like One Piece vibes to me, early One Piece vibes to me, because it's like, how many of them are there? Six? I think so, yeah. Um, so, that's, so that's up to Nico Robin, I think. Wait, we can cut some of this out, but I'm going to do some thinking out loud. I'm going to try to get some one-to-one on who char- which character is which. Um, uh, I don't think it matches. I don't think it matches. I don't think they match. I'm going to try to make them anyway. Hera is Nami. Um, Hera is Ezra. 
Hera is Nami? Mm. The ginger, the redhead. The the woman, the woman. <laughs> There's another one. There's another woman. Hera is Nami. Ezra is I'll just give Ezra to Luffy because no I mean, one is course. like Luffy. No no one is like Luffy, so like it there's no there's not a single character out there that's like Luffy. You can't compare him to anything. So I'll just say MC to MC. Uh Zeb is Zoro. Uh I guess that I guess Kanan can be Sanji. Sabine. I guess oh, there's Usopp. Oh, so then forget no. We're not at Robin yet. Okay, Usopp can be chopper <laughs> no why can't chopper be chopper because chopper is not like chopper <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like doing murder no he's a doctor he took an oath even though he's technically only 15 years old but he's a very smart 15 year old reindeer <laughs> um uh, for for fun I'm sure I'm going to get like a Snapchat about this when AJ listens to this, but I'm going to say that Chopper is Usopp, and then <laughs> I guess Sabine is Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> That's confusing as hell, but I don't... Because Sabine also likes to do a But murder. also, Sabine is also, she can shoot guns, and that could also be Usopp-esque. Like I said, there was never going to be a one-to-one, but I just wanted to make comparisons. But anyway, found family, going on an adventure together fun wacky hijinks we love to see it it's very it's very giving me similar feelings to when i was watching early one piece and having just a grand old time um so yeah there's that most of the episodes are them mainly through Hera because she's kind of just like she's the one who gets it all she's the smart one she's the leader essentially even if it's not in name oh she totally is it might still be there's actually like a whole um twist where they've like they, like the empire kind of thinks that kanan is the leader and like there's like one point where they're like all like pointing guns at him and they're like oh we got like the leader of the ghost crew and like but like he's like no nah, man it's my it's wife secretly Hera. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the thing is she as we learned by the end of the episode she kind of has ulterior motives as to why she's kind of taking a back seat at the beginning of this uh at the beginning of the series but um but yeah she is she is 100 percent the leader of everything she plans everything. Mm-hmm. She calls the shots. We love Hera. Yeah, but essentially, like, she'll get a tip from a contact that she has whose identity she refuses to disclose. Um, and basically, we find out that most of the stuff that they're trying to do is just, like, to kind of keep themselves afloat, to make enough money for fuel and food, and then also kind of helping the people on Lothal who are less fortunate because they got kicked out by the empire and like don't have any income because their farms got stolen from them all that jazz um there's a place called tarkin town which is like ha 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 that's so funny um, to me that's yeah that's where all I of the like people star who got wars kicked out are like <laughs> shut up where are you gonna put where are you guys talking about politics this is just star wars star wars is politics fucker that's another thing that they same thing with One Piece. People are like, One Piece is just silly and goofy. It doesn't talk anything about politics. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are we watching the same show? I won't get into it. I'm not going to get we're into not, it because I could talk for a million years. But it. anyway. Uh, uh, look, so, in, check the description of this episode. I will post my home address. Come and fight me. <laughs> 
if you think that Star Wars is not about <laughs> politics, if you disagree or with anything, Harrison, go fight. If you him. think anything about any medium of art, any 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 piece of art is not political, come fight me. Oh, true. I'm putting my hands up. Oh shit! Into fists. That is. I'm fighting you. Put them up. Put them up. Catch anyway. these hands. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the. Like I said, they're either trying to make ends meet or help people however they can. People who are suffering under the rule of the Empire. Um, They do a bunch of stuff. A lot of the stormtroopers are voiced by Liam O'Brien. I get a kick out of it every time. I love Liam O'Brien. He could voice anything and I would be, I'd just giggle when I heard him. I'd just be like, oh, it's, it's Liam. Hi, Liam. But yeah, so like essentially like the the season carries on pretty episodically with them doing these jobs. They'll bond more with Ezra as he gets involved in the crew. Amongst it all, um, we find out, like I said, that Kanan is a Jedi and everyone is like, ooh, except everyone, they already knew. The only one to find out is Ezra. Um, and he finds this little cube that we find out is a message from Obi-Wan. And him just being like, hello, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. I teared up a little bit because I was just like, Obi. <laughs> what's, what's really fun about that, too, about that specific message is, um, of course, that's, that's not, that is the message that Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan recorded um, to, like, warn the Jedi to stay away from the temple. Um, because when mm-hmm. Anakin invaded, he, like, actually, and like the, the 501st invaded, they put out a signal that was like, hey, Jedi, like we need you to come to the Jedi temple. Like we need we need all hands on deck here at the temple. And when they came, they would just murder them. Um, mm-hmm. So when Obi-Wan went there, he actually reprogrammed it. Um, and then he, he sent out his own message being the message that was in that holocron. Um, and that specific recording has been reused in a couple different things. Uh, the one that I can remember at the top of my head was uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Cal Kestis, the main character in that, like has a holocron and he opens it up and it is like verbatim the exact same like audio file of uh, like I forget the voice actor for Obi-Wan, but it's the Clone Wars Obi-Wan saying that again. So pretty, uh, pretty cool. It's it's reused. And I think that that's like that's kind of fun that he's honestly starting to become the more definitive Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Especially after the series wasn't, he's de- he's been Obi Wan well, longer yeah. than either Alec, like or Ewan have been. So it's wow, that's true. I mean, I guess like considering the ja- the 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 gap of time between Revenge of the Sith and the Obi Wan show, you could say so. But like actively being Obi Wan, yeah, you're absolutely right. He totally like was. screen time as Obi Wan. Yeah. He's the longest one. Oh, not even close. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, just three episodes of a Clone Wars TV show is longer than Obi-Wan's screen time in A New Hope. He's just like, <laughs> hello, I'm an old wizard. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> so Ezra, because he's a nosy Nancy, he just loves peeping through other people's stuff. <laughs> um, I guess it's because he lived on the streets and he's just like, the streets belong to no one. I can look at whatever I want. I, you know, like, I feel like that would be a pretty sound logic in terms of how he got to where he is. But anyway, he's peeking through. Kanan's room finds the holocron finds the lightsaber and ignites it and then Kanan's like be careful whatever they say in a Christmas story you'll shoot your eye out kid (laughs) they find out that Ezra is also force sensitive because he was able to open the holocron and they were like he passed the test and then that's a whole thing when they're trying to get him to join the crew 
Um, and basically, um, his like desire to have like a, like to be more, I guess. I mean, everyone has the desire to be more. Um, and like after seeing how the, the ghost crew had been like helping people in Tarkin town, he's just like, okay, okay. Like I'll help people. I guess it kind of sucks right now. So I'm like, maybe I'll help. Um, and he joins the ghost crew. He also becomes at this at this point, Kanan's like unofficial Padawan, but he's like Kanan's all like, We're gonna find someone better to teach you and then like Ezra gets all offended by that and it's both like it's both of them being insecure and then thinking the other one doesn't like them. And I'm like, guys, please have a single conversation <laughs> <laughs> Which they do end up having, which is good. Um Really bummer news, we find out that Luminara died. <laughs> right? Just gonna jump right into that one. Oh I my gosh. Like, they, were like, they were like, oh, Luminara's on the ship. And I was like, oh my god, Luminara. And then they like, and they're like, oh, she's dead. The, I really <laughs> loved like, that, that whole episode. That was like, like they, they kind of build up this hope the whole time. Like, oh my gosh, like Luminara, this character from Clone Wars. Because like people who presence. watch Clone Wars are probably watching Rebels. Like, I like Luminara. She's great. She's so cool. Like, she trained Barriss. Like, what a cool character. And then, nope. You probably thought oh, this Luminara was alive. Oh, God, she's fucking dead. Nope. It's dead. Chuck Testa. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... Throughout that whole episode, Kanan is like doesn't have any faith in his abilities to be a teacher, and he keeps like voicing that, like we'll find we'll find Ezra a better teacher. And then Ezra hears that, and he's saying he thinks that Kanan thinks he's too difficult to teach, and doesn't like him. <laughs> and, but it's really like I said, both of them being insecure. And then finally, once they find out that Luminar is dead, he's still kind of like, oh, like we should find someone better. And Ezra's like, what the fuck, you don't like me? And then Kanan's like, wait, whoa, no, that's not at all it. <laughs> They hash it out. They have a nice little bonding moment, and then they decide to officially become master and Padawan. It's delightful. It's so good. They're great. Uh, You also you have a note about this episode where you said you like how they animate the explosions in this episode, and that like kind of mimics the original uh, trilogy. And I will like. There's a really cool frame of reference I think to watch this show in, which is Clone Wars is the animated version of the prequels. This is an animated mm. version of the original trilogy. Like mm. the music is very much original um, Star Wars movies. Like they have all mm-hmm. of these uh, motifs and themes that are recurring from uh, the original trilogy. Whereas Clone Wars kind of does the opposite and brings in a lot of music motifs uh, and also like style from, you know, the prequel trilogy. Uh, so I think that, you know, that's totally intentional, the fact that they do that. Um, like, they literally replay my favorite song from all of Star Wars, or my favorite piece of Star Wars score, The Asteroid Field. They play that all the time. Uh, <laughs> and that's from episode five. So they really are yes. trying to, like, hammer home, like, this is the era of the rebellion. This is not the Clone Wars. This is a completely different time now. Like, yep. and well, it's also the bridge between the time. So... They still bring in some of those Clone Wars motifs, but it's mostly original trilogy stuff. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, no, I like noticed that and I thought it was really cool because like they'll, yeah, like I, uh, 
like I wrote in my notes, um, like the explosions look similarly to how they were kind of like edited in the 70s. Yeah. Where it's like transposed over the the models and all that. Yeah, it's like jazz. an instantaneous Because everything of was practical back then, obviously. But it looks like kind of flat, if that makes sense. Like it is like they're just like putting a picture over the 3D animated bits. And then I also noticed when there were like some um when they like link up with more rebels in the future and there are like fights happening when the those rebel ships like explode they do the inside the cockpit sparks too like they did in the original trilogy oh um, yeah where yeah. to show someone being like oh no i'm crashing they'd have sparks like fly at them from off screen um and then they would show the the image of the ship exploding um so i noticed that and i thought it was really cool and like uh nice little nod to the original trilogy i was having fun with that <laughs> i think it's so funny that we have not watched a single piece of the original trilogy the entire time we've done this podcast which yeah. i gotta say honestly totally intentional on my end because <laughs> i really do think that like watching a new hope is so much better once you've seen rebels there is there is a really cool moment in this episode where Ezra and Kanan finally square off against the Inquisitor in this episode. Mm-hmm. So kind of want to know your thoughts on that Inquisitor. Um, and this is, in fact, the same Grand Inquisitor that we saw in the Obi-Wan show. So I know you watched that. Oh, this, it's the same guy. Okay. That's why I thought, I thought the circle lightsaber was a style of lightsaber, but it's the same guy. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, oh, I thought this was just like a class of guys oh yeah no it's it's the same guy they all have the same kind of lightsaber okay that's neat yeah it's the same same inquisitor uh and that's why people like when he was stabbed by reva rebels yeah when he was like stabbed by reva and obi-wan people were like oh we know he's not dead like why did they do this and they're like oh no okay yeah see he comes back um yeah so yeah but he faces off against the inquisitor played by the incredible jason isaacs holy shit Uh, what what are your thoughts on seeing this character? I think he's interesting because, like, um, if you're like going into the show with like all the prior Star Wars knowledge that someone who would have like consumed all of the movies and TV shows up to here, you're like, oh, like, is it just gonna be Darth Vader? Is it just gonna be Tarkin and Darth Vader and the Emperor? Are they just gonna be the bad guys? And like finding kind of like a mid range bad guy to worry about who's not like as scary seeming as Darth Vader which they do make him seem scary later when he shows up um in season two but it's like an interesting character to have them square off against especially because he's still spouting the whole like you could be more powerful if you like came to the dark side it's pretty cool over here we have cookies I I think this is also Um, the first time we've actually seen Inquisitor I think I might be wrong on this I could totally be way off base might be it might have been in a comic or something but i think at least in a visual medium this is the first time we saw an inquisitor and were ever introduced to them i know you've watched you watched the ahsoka episodes of tales of the jedi so you saw that mm-hmm. one inquisitor um yeah you've also seen obi-wan so you know about reva you know about um the fifth brother the guy who was kind of like pestering reva throughout all of obi-wan by the way he's also in rebels um mm-hmm. so you you've seen some inquisitors they're in Fallen Order, but I think this is the first time we've been introduced to them. Um, so they're like kind of a new concept. It was kind of weird to be like, oh, wait, 
there's someone with a red lightsaber who's not Darth Vader or Count Dooku or Darth Sidious or Darth Maul. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's like, what's your deal, buddy? And then you start to learn there's a whole bunch of them. But yeah, I think it's like he's a good foil to Kanan because that's like obviously one of the big things he's supposed to be. Um, in terms of like how they talk while they're interacting, which is, you know, very similar to like harking back to the original trilogy with like, you know, anytime, you know, Darth Vader was talking to anyone while he was fighting. Cause you know, like they can't just fight. They have to have conversations while they're fighting. That's a Star Wars staple. It's not about the fighting. It's about the dialogue. It's about the story. It's about the dialogue while they're fighting. It's about them trying to sway the other one to their side. That's how they do. Um, yeah, I thought he was an interesting character. Jason Isaacs does a very good job. Does he remind you of, of anybody? Other, like Empire baddies. Oh, I don't think so. Lucius Malfoy? No, not really. <laughs> uh, check back to uh, Star Weeb's episode uh, to watch the Ghost of Mortis episode. Looks very oh. similar to the sun. Oh, you're right. Interesting. Right? Curious. Very curious. Definitely intentional. I didn't notice that. That's probably because it's been a million years since I saw that. Yeah, that was a long time ago, honestly. That's why you're the expert. I'm the learner. Now, jumping to the last arc of season one, um... It all it all kicks off when I got okay. So I have notes on this episode. I I wrote it, but they were like it was playing like the Imperial March, and there was like the ship coming down, and everyone was lined up, and I was just like oh, Annie, <laughs> and obviously it is not <laughs> Annie. Annie. It, it, oh no, it's Obi it's, that Jar Jar says, but you know you get the idea. Yeah, uh, but it's Grand Moff Tarkin. He's like, hello, I'm here. I hear you guys have been. Dealing with a rebel problem, and you're not doing a good job of dealing with you're it. You're not and doing a good job. He is the of inquisitor. With rebel insurgents. He is the inquisitor, just off a couple of guys, which is really casual. Wait, like. okay, so that moment right there, by the way, that moment when the inquisitor just fucking kills mm-hmm. those two guys, like those two, they're like these two imperial officers throughout the entirety of season one of Rebels that are kind of just like yeah. there, and they're like, oh going to get you you little rebels oh but they're like completely incompetent they're goofballs they're goons right and they're like mm-hmm. honestly meant for like comic relief but the moment that yeah. Tark- Tarkin comes down with the inquisitors and is like hey you guys have been fucking sucking at your job you're dead inquisitor murders him that moment right there is the tonal shift of this show like from mm. that moment forward they're like this this is gonna, oh, we're going to kick this, this story up serious. into a, an, an another level now. Like it's not yeah. this like wacky kids show anymore from here on out. It is Star Wars. It's not Disney XD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, but essentially he comes down. He's like, I know you guys have been dealing with a rebel problem. I know that there's a Jedi involved. You guys suck at capturing them. Like get good. And if you don't, I'll kill you. So he gives the Inquisitor and then this other guy, Callus, a, a, a mission to go and kind of deal with Kanan by, like, capturing him. And, uh, bring him back alive so they can fucking get information about him. Because they're all like, they're gonna know stuff about the Rebels and we want to know stuff about the Rebels so that we can fucking kill the Rebels, you know? We're the Empire, that's what we do, we kill Rebels. 
Um, this is all happening while the ghost crew is also trying to um, kind of boost morale on Lothal. Uh, throughout the series, we hear like Empire broadcasts, and then there's this senator guy who sometimes hijacks them, and you think he's a good guy, but then it turns out he's a bad guy, which is like, oh, that's a bummer. He's like an Empire sympathizer. That sucks. So they were like, well, if he can do it, even though he was on their side, so can we. We're going to hijack the broadcast and give these people something to get hopeful about. Um, so they're all trying to do that while the Inquisitor and the Empire are trying to capture Kanan. It's a whole, it's a whole shebang. Um, what ends up happening is that as they're trying to escape after sabotaging some of the communications, uh... And, and and basically, like, giving Ezra the opportunity to to give the message of hope. Kanan gets captured because he told every He was like, guys, go, save yourselves. And then he gets captured, and it's really sad. And I called it. I told Harrison when we were, before we were recording. But, like, on episode two, I was like, I feel like something's going to happen to Kanan. I feel like he just gives a vibe where he's, like, a mentor who's going to have something happen to him. He's either going to die or get captured. And then he got captured, and I was like, who was fucking right? Let's go. I love it when I'm right. Um, so, Kanan is captured. They don't know where he is. They do some rebel shenanigans to figure out where he's getting taken, and they find out he's getting taken to Mustafar? Holy shit, that's the planet! You know where the thing happens! Oh my god! Um, it's very exciting. (laughs) And, uh, basically, um... Through more rebel shenanigans, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna breeze over a lot of stuff by calling it rebel shenanigans because that's what it is. They're doing rebel shenanigans. You don't need the finer details. So they know where they know. So they know where Kanan is being taken. They don't want to let him get to Mustafar because Hera is all like, "That's where Jedi go to die." And it's like, really, I'm like, holy shit, dude, you're not wrong. No, I mean, like Anakin died yeah. there. Anakin died there. He I'm died sure a lot of other there, Jedi dude. died there because that's where Vader has his castle. It's a lava. His baddie castle. Um, His but baddie they, castle. I've been calling that it that for months. Darth Vader's like, I am a baddie. I need this castle. <laughs> yeah, it's his baddie castle. I love calling it that. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, so they, through rebel shenanigans, infiltrate the transport that he's on to get him out. Um, Chopper's doing a lot of stuff in the background, and everyone's kind of like, what are you doing, Chopper? And he's all like, don't worry about it, in his own little Chopper way. It's great. Um, yeah, he's like disappears. He's like, oh, this guy abandoned us. He's like, Chopper's I'm like, do things. Like, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, Chopper either goes way too far, or he does the thing, but in his own way, right? Like, that's, that's yeah. the Chopper method. And that will become more obvious in season two, three, and four. <laughs> Got it. So Chopper fucks off. They have this whole theme going on where, like, like what happens to... Because it happens when, like, Ezra is having all these forced visions and he thinks he sees Kanan die. And then, like, the way that he reacts when he thinks his master is dead is just, like, go no holds bar. And then, like, the same thing happens when Kanan and Ezra are fighting the Inquisitor. And then, oh, like, such he thinks Ezra dies and he's, like, moment. really upset about it and then he's just like okay now there's nothing holding me back because i'm not scared about ezra anymore it was like, so Ooh. good i love that so much like here like and okay then, yeah this is why they are the best jedi right this is why kanan and ezra are the best jedi because they do have attachments 
the the ghost crew, specifically Kanan and Ezra, they have attachments. No, there's literally like a moment when Ezra or like Ezra is getting taught by Kanan, and Kanan measure like mentions something about like attachments being good and that you should have them to be a good. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, that's the opposite of yep. what we've been told since now. And that and that's why I will say Kanan and Ezra are the best Jedi in Star Wars canon, not necessarily Legends in Star Wars canon. Uh, and I am including Luke Skywalker in this because as we saw from our watch through of the book of Boba Fett, Luke Skywalker still does not allow his students to have attachments. We see he's, mm-hmm. he turns away Grogu uh, because he's like, no, like you can't be attached to the Mandalorian if you're going to be a student of mine. Uh, Kylo Ren, I'm assuming there's something along with the lines of like, him being attached to his family history and power and stuff like that. And he's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Shut yourself off from it. Be a robot monk man who only uses the force for good and shit. You know, like, like this dogmatic view of of the force. Right. And they, they are just so perfect in the sense they're like, no, like use this ability to serve the ones you love and also to serve good causes. Like why not both? You know, um, it's all about like where your heart is and what your attitude is and the kind of training and perspective and knowledge you're coming into everything with. So, oh God, I love them so much that I could write a whole essay about them. <laughs> do it. You won't. I will. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. You know what? I'm going to make a TikTok about it. I'll make a TikTok and I will send it to you when it's done. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. They are incredible. Um. They are great. But yeah, Ezra like hops up and he's like, hey, man, I'm actually alive. And then Kanan is just like, oh, geez, God, stop doing that. <laughs> he's like, oh, good. <laughs> uh, uh, basically, after all this happenings, they're like, well, like we were supposed to escape, but like Chopper is nowhere to be found. And then Chopper shows up and he's like, hey, what's up? I brought help. <laughs> and I brought it's the more cavalry. Rebels. And who is there? It's Senator Argana. He showed up earlier. Don't worry about it, but he's here now again. I love Senator Organa. It is not Jimmy shows Smith, up, I'm like, unfortunately. But it's still Senator Organa. It so is still fine. Senator Organa. He sound, the guy playing him does a decent enough impression. Where Phil I was, Lamar, I, know, I believe, so. is the actor. He crushes I it. He's great. He's doing, he did a great job. Um, and then we find out that Hera's contact from all along was none other than Ahsoka Tano. Which I called, but then they tried to throw you off because there was like one time where they showed you like the profile of a hologram and they were wearing a hood, but it looked like a normal head shape. And I was like, oh, wait, then it's not Ahsoka. But that's because if he showed it for real, they knew we'd know we know it was Ahsoka because her head shape is so distinctive. Anyway, it's Ahsoka. It's true. <laughs> All right. I have, I have a little pop um, quiz for you, Molly. Okay. And... Don't get mad at me if I get questions wrong. <laughs> there are two people that have access to the Fulcrum codename throughout all of Star Wars lore. One of them is Ahsoka. Do you know who the other one is? I will give you a hint. Can't... Anakin okay. Skywalker is the one who set up the Fulcrum codename to have communication directly with him. And he does explicitly state who is contacting him on the Fulcrum frequency in season seven of Clone Wars, the Siege of Mandalore arc. Pop quiz. Uh, do, 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 do. Who's the other one? Do, 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 I don't know. Do, 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 do. 
Who would it be? Who would it be? No, I can't remember. It's all the names of Star Wars characters have flooded have flooded <laughs> my brain. It's okay. Honestly, I might not have shown you the arc uh, where uh, he actually gives them the frequency, so maybe it's that might be an unfair question. But the other one is Saw Guerrera. Uh, so yeah, he like says like, oh, like there is a moment like when they're on that bridge in season seven of Clone Wars, like they win the day. And then Anakin is like, oh, I'm getting a, a call on my fulcrum frequency. Who could it be? And then Obi-Wan is like, is it Saw Gerrera? And he's like, no, I don't, like, I don't know who it is. And then they go to the ship and they see that it's Ahsoka. So those are the two characters that operate under the fulcrum code name. Yeah. See, I didn't even, I must have just not been paying attention in Clone Wars when they were talking about fulcrum stuff because I was just like, fulcrum it, is just it a was, word. It's but I absolutely figured... a throwaway line, but it's just, it's just like a cool little detail when you do yeah. have that information. But I mean, even still, you like the first time you hear fulcrum talk, you're like, okay, it's a distorted voice, but that's a girl. Who else would it be? I know Ahsoka shows up later. Maybe it would have been harder to pick up when you were watching it for the first time, but I'm like, that's Ahsoka. Duh. <laughs> um, and we also, um, but anyone who was listening and like they were like Fulcrum, holy shit, Fulcrum. Who is it? Well, well, no, but that was season seven of Clone Wars. That came after Rebels. Oh, yeah, I see. Season seven, different times. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So it's kind of a callback. Release order. <laughs> uh, so there, we do have a little bit of uh bonus content for you guys. Molly did not only watch season one of Rebels; she also watched a little bit of season two. Uh, so you want to get mm-hmm. into a little bit of the cool reunion that we saw there? There's yeah, kind of two reunions. The important stuff that happens. And I'm mad about one of them. <laughs> so um, basically at the end of season one, we find out that the Emperor is just like, okay, clearly you guys aren't going to get shit done. So like, okay, Darth Vader, Annie Poo, deal with them. <laughs> My student. He assigns Darth Vader to be the one to go after this specific group of rebels because they're causing such a ruckus. So he's all like, on it, on it, dad. (laughs) You got it, boss. You got it, fam. Um, And so he's, he's off to cause some trouble. Basically, the, 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 what's it called? The fleet of the, I'm calling them a fleet. They're probably not big enough to be a fleet. But the rebels are just kind of like hanging out. And then they, 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 nope, that's a lie. <laughs> we don't have to completely talk about that. We can just say like, there's a dog fight. Vader comes the, in, fuck some shit there's, up. Yeah. Essentially, like they're, they're on a, they're on Lothal at one point and Vader shows up and he like is fighting Kanan and Ezra at the same time and completely bodying them. And then at one point they're able to drop two ATATs. Uh, ATS. Actually, they're not ATSTs. I don't know what model they are. They actually are a different, uh, they're a different vehicle. The ones they use in Rebels are slightly smaller than a full on ATST. So I'm actually not sure what kind of vehicle they are. And I okay, feel well, really guilty right now that big, I don't know. <laughs> they drop two big vehicles on Darth Vader and they're like, phew, that's, that was scary. That, he was a scary dude. And then he, does, he like lifts them up with divorce and, he's all, and there's like fire in the background. He's all like, bitch, you thought. And they're all like, holy shit. And they're <laughs> dude. like, okay, it's time to run. <laughs> and people would get so mad at that scene because they're like, Vader should have killed them immediately. But I'm like, no. Okay, first off, one, Vader loves to play with his food. He loves oh, it because sure. he's like any fight that I go 100% on, it's over too quickly. I want to have some fun. 
Like, I want to just, mm-hmm. like, fuck around a little bit and, like, mess with these people. So, like, that's one. And two, there's probably some force shenanigans at play as to why he's, like, hmm, I don't know why, Hesitant. but I probably yeah. shouldn't kill these guys right now. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I'm, like, the, the, the force is a plot device. It is not a power. It's different. Nope. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that happens. And then later on, there's, like you said, there's a dog fight. Basically, some TIE fighters, including Darth Vader and his own special little ship, come and they're attacking the rebels and they're trying to get away. It's a whole thing. And then um, all of the Jedi that are involved, which is Ahsoka, Kanan, and Ezra, are like, wow, I feel like a really strong like thing in the Force. That's so weird. And then Ahsoka is just like, I'm going to investigate and see what's going on. And then she's all like, Kanan, I need your help. Like, I need a little more power. And then, like, I guess when you t- two Jedis touch, they have more power, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's just a thing they decided. Um, and so they're all, like, focusing. And they're like, they're like, what's up with this guy? And then they finally see it. And then Ahsoka fucking passes out and freaks out. And I'm like, oh, when you have it. <laughs> and, then, and then fucking James Earl Jones is all like, the apprentice lives. And I'm just like, you can't <laughs> do the that. The apprentice lives. Uh, and then and then like she's okay later. It's like sometimes like, they like they like warp away. They're fine. They they enter light speed. They, they get away. Everything's fine. And 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 Vader backs off because he's like, "Ooh, interesting new information." And then Kanan and Ezra are like, "Whoa, that guy was crazy!" Like Ahsoka, do you know what's up with him? And she's just like, "Nope." And I'm like, "You." fucking liar <laughs> you know no exactly i don't think she's lying i don't think she's lying what's really okay so when i was watching this episode uh julia actually like walked into the room and was like watching this with me we watched the season together or this series together the first time so we're both very mm-hmm. familiar with rebels and we both consider it like our favorite show in star wars um but she was like i forget she's like does ahsoka know that vader's anakin in this moment and i'm like i honestly don't think she does and if she does, I think she's in denial about it. I think she like she doesn't want to believe she it. kind of disappears for a little while after this because um, you didn't really keep watching after the Rex episode. Um, but she's not in many episodes after that until the end of season two. Um, and I think that she's probably like searching her feelings and like knowing it to be true and like has to process it for a second. So in that moment, when Kanan asks her that question, do you know who that is? I don't think she's lying. I don't think that's, mm. I think she's still trying to like, you know, wrap grapple. Her head yeah, it. yeah, wrap her head around the whole thing. So we'll, we'll, I'll, I'm willing to cut her some slack on that. <laughs> okay. I'm still just like, oh my God. It's like, oh, they're so close. And like, he immediately knows, obviously, because she's just, she's just who she's always been. Just a little tired. <laughs> just, just, just a little tired. Just a little tired. Um, and so that the happens. next amazing reunion is... It definitely is... didn't make me emotional. So then... And fucking David Filoni. Um, <laughs> um, basically, they're all like, okay, so we're kind of just floating in space. We're kind of like, we're like right for the picking. The Empire could come and just shoot us out of the sky. We should figure out how to get a base of operations or like what to do. Like, 
for that ahsoka is like oh like i have an old friend who like might be able to help us out with that but uh we haven't spoken in a while and i'm like oh, that's, that's totally fine i love that for you guys um he's like i don't really know where he is but the last time i like tried to find him i used this and then she just like has the head of a droid she's like yeah i used this to find him it's a whole thing so they go to this planet they find this like weird walking ship thing. They roll up on it. The w- They're like, uh, oh, come on, that's that's the there's uh, Republic Walker, man. That's the precursor oh, to I the see. ATAT, the ADAT. I see. I didn't know that. Um, but as they're getting closer, the beeping head starts listing a series of numbers. I wonder what those numbers could be. They like. They, they like, the walker stops, and they also stop, and they're all like, hey, guys, what's up? And then uh, three guys with the same face <laughs> show up. Actually, one of them has a slightly different face. He has a scar. Um, Kanan is, auto- is, au- is automatically on edge because he's kind of like, oh, uh, those are the, the um, I'm sorry, your brothers tried to kill me. <laughs> yeah, and Wait, Ahsoka was like, hey, before you go, trust them trust them and it was like really making sure she's like hey hey buddy focus listen to me trust them you're gonna you're gonna want to kill them immediately you're gonna feel threatened but trust them the process so um kanan is has his his hackles are raised and then Ezra, who's just like, do, 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 I don't know anything. Uh, do these numbers mean anything to you? And then the, the, the third guy steps out. He's like, those are my numbers. I'm Captain Rex. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, and this is a fun, I know we told you this, but clones do have an accelerated uh, aging process. All Stop clones, except of course. reminding me. All clones, except of course, Boba Fett. Um, because he is yes, unaltered. He's a special little guy. So he they do age very quickly. Uh so he does look a little bit older than he probably should by this moment. He was probably late twenties, early thirties in Clone Wars. Um mm-hmm. and now he looks like sixties, you know? 60s, he looks like a yeah. like a gruff old gruff old old man, even though it's only been about fourteen years, I think we said since it's Revenge also really funny because they're all also acting like old men. It's really fun. Yeah. So like they're, um, it, it's very obvious they are aging fast. Yeah. But anyway, the whole thing is that like they were coming down to see Rex and Ahsoka was just conveniently like, I have other stuff to do. Go find him. Bye. <laughs> um, there's a whole back and forth about like one of the clones being a little scared. And so he calls the empire and they're all like dude why the fuck did you do that and he's like i don't know man i was fucking wigged out this is new shit you know like what the hell you can't blame they deal with the empire also both of those clones Um, by the way are characters in clone wars um unfortunately with our like expedited watch through of it i don't think you got to meet them specifically um but you you will meet them when we go back and watch random arcs for future episodes so neato yeah they're they're pretty cool I believe you. Um, yeah, Wolf and Gregor. So they're fighting the Empire, and then Kanan is like, we gotta go. They can deal with it on their own because they're clones and they love fighting. And then the clones are like, yeah, dude, we do, we do love, I do, we love in fighting. Um, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> 
And then Ezra is like, homie, they're like way outnumbered. And then and then Kanan is like, that's not my problem. Let's go. And then and then Ezra uses puppy dog eyes on Kanan. And he's like, fuck, shit, fine, we'll go help them. I was also really scared for a second that they were just going to leave and Rex was just not going to come with them and not going to see Ahsoka. And I would have walked to California and punched Dave Filoni in the face. <laughs> Dude, I do love that battle scene, though. I actually think that's that is an underrated scene of the clones taking on. Uh, was it was it two ATSTs or just one? It's three. Three? Yeah, because they there's get surrounded. There's like when the sandstorm happens, they're like in the middle of three of them. Oh, wow. OK, I OK, I stopped watching a little early i didn't get to finish it before our watch through but i'm like i've seen it before i'll know things um but anyway uh i oh, just yeah, i love that the like new versus old you know we're like we're mm. clowns we're we're these gruff old men like we're going to take you down and it's like it's just so good oh, i love it they're like you don't know we're old timers and it's they're fucking kicking ass and taking names it's mm-hmm. so great and then ezra uses the force and he's able to shoot and kill the the bad guys will not kill but like explode their stuff as per usual yeah, they don't kill agent callus no he's still around he's hanging out he's great um i love agent callus he's <laughs> yeah, a great he's a great chops. villain he has a great <laughs> he's good um but basically they are able to escape and rex comes with them the others do too but rex also comes with them there was a whole thing. There was a whole. There was a second where I was like, "Did they not? Are they not?" And then they're like back on the rebel transport, and 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 like the the ghost crew is there, and they're all like, "Hey, what's up?" And then Ahsoka is at the end of the hallway, and she's like, "Oh, hey guys, what's up?" And then they like part like the Red Seas. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's only one Red Sea. I don't know why I pluralized that. That was weird. But they part. Um, and then Rex is just like, oh, hey, what's up? Am I in the right place? I don't know. Anyway, and then Rex says, like, oh, you got old. And then they hug. And then I'm definitely not crying. I'm totally normal about this. It's not like you're the one who's, you're the one who's crying, man. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know what you're talking about. I'm fine. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, I think I like sent a Snapchat of them hugging to Harrison, and I was like, "I am unwell." <laughs> yeah, that was a fun moment, and that's the moment I was like, "Wait, that's not season one. How far did you watch?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit further, but yeah, they they hug it out. A tear was shed. A tear was shed. Um, and. I'm so happy they got reunited because the last I saw, they were all alone on that planet with all the fucking graves of the rest of the clones that were on the fucking ship that fucking died because they were trying to kill it so good. It was a whole fucking thing. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, it's okay. (laughs) Okay. Everything is fine. That does finish our recap of what we watched in Rebels. It's a little long. Thanks Mm -hmm. for bearing with us. But there's a lot that happened. Uh, but it is a good segue to one of my questions that I had for you. I just have like a few um, like things I wanted to ask you up top. So Rex does mention that uh, he and Ahsoka fought in Mandalore together, the Siege of Mandalore. And like I said, season seven mm-hmm. of Clone Wars actually hadn't come out at this time yet. Uh, so we didn't know what the Siege of Mandalore really was. There was a book, but a lot of people didn't read the book. Um, but... I uh, knowing the full context of that, like, did that like stir up anything for you to hear him say that? 
I mean, I don't know. I was just, I was just the whole time. I was just, (laughs) (laughs) there wasn't like anything that was just like more or less triggering to me. I was just kind of just like, I was like, oh my God, Rex, you're like my favorite clone. It's green. I'm so happy to see you. He is the best clone. I mean, come on. He's easily the best clone. And then, and then, because Ezra has his whole helmet thing, and he was like, whoa, look at this one. And then Rex was like, be careful with that. But then he let him wear it out in the sandstorm when he was doing the thing. And he's just like, oh, he's letting, he's letting Ezra wear his little helmet with all the little scratch marks on it that show him as, like, how much of a badass he is. <laughs> it's so cute. Okay, I also have to know, we've recapped everything. There's a lot of good options here. But who is your favorite character? And you can't say Ahsoka oh. or Rex. I'm talking Ghost Crew. Who is your favorite Ghost I'll Crew go, character? I'll go with Hera. I like Hera a lot. That is a very good answer. <laughs> I think that's a great answer. She's fun. I'm excited to see what more she does. Because she has been sidelined a lot this season. Um, but intentionally so. She, she kind of, she's like, she's... Yeah, she's like, I'll wait in the ship, and like, <laughs> she's okay yeah. with that. The sidelining um, is like I'm a part of it, you know, like it's does. part of the development yeah. of her because now that we're on the other side of that, they can kind of be like, cool, we can like make her a little more badass now and show kind of the thing she does on the side. The, mm-hmm. That, of course, being that she's like been uh, the one communicator between the ghost crew and larger rebel cells, mostly Senator Organa. Yeah. Like, they didn't even know that they were a part of something larger than themselves. <laughs> like, Ezra's literally, literally like, did you know we were a cell? <laughs> did you even know that? <laughs> Holy shit, we're a cell? We're a cell? We have mitochondria? What? Um, so I think, yeah, that's a great, that's a great answer. She's awesome. Um, where do you think this show is heading? And where do you want this show to head? Like you've gotten, you've really just dipped your toe into the water, especially like just watching the beginning of season two. But like, what are some things you want to see from the show that you hope are covered, like in the coming seasons? That's a good question. This see, this is new territory for me, coming from the other Star Wars animated show, where you can't help but know what happens at the yeah. end of it. I mean, we do know that there is like, um, like there is um a new hope that's like coming up like that's or actually rogue one is the next movie to take place chronologically um right Andor, you haven't seen Andor, but Andor is taking place simultaneously to this show um like for for yeah, you star wars fans out like there few, canonically yeah. the fruit heist and the aldani heist take place at the same time that means nothing to molly but it means everything to anyone who's seen Andor, and it's fucking hilarious but anyway Nice. It's tough. In terms of stuff I want to happen, obviously I would like more exploration of Ahsoka and her feelings towards a certain Sith Lord, how that makes her feel, and then I would like them to interact at least one time. Um, because I just I love being sad. It's my favorite <laughs> thing. <laughs> Um, but that's a good question because I don't think I know like where I think this is headed. Obviously, because like we know a new hope happens, but none of these characters are in a new hope. So, I mean, we did get like, some Billy D. Williams. You know, there's not. It's not uh, impossible for some uh, for some new hope characters to pop up in this. You know, 
No, I know. I mean, we've already seen Lando, and he's not a New Hope. He's a he's the other he's one. an Empire, um, but you know, he's he's part of the OG yes. crew. Yeah. So no, I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of like along for the ride. I'm drawing a blank, but I'm excited to see what happens yeah. next. I will say this just because I want to like, I want to like tamper your expectations a little bit as well. While Ahsoka is a player in this show, she is. This isn't a show that has a ton of Ahsoka development, I will say. So mm-hmm. just know that little bit of thing to like keep in mind. Like if you're, no, if you're looking mean, yeah, for Ahsoka, like with how little not... she's in it so far, I figured that was yeah, the this show's about the ghost crew. She's not one of the main <laughs> cast. She's supporting. She's supporting character. Yeah, yeah. She is. She's just kind of there. She's in, she's like a supportive like aunt, you know. Mm-hmm. Like like it's very clear. Like uh, love that for her. Like Hera and Kanan are the parents. Sabine, Ezra, Chopper, kind of Zeb are the kids. Zeb's probably more of like a rapscallion cousin you know uh <laughs> he's more of just like a hooligan that kind of hangs out the weird neighbor kid that is like always like picking fights but <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason is always at your table for dinner like that's what zeb is right and i think ahsoka is just like the cool aunt <laughs> yeah sometimes she's there but oftentimes she's not um yeah, it's like I have, I have, I have cool ant things to do elsewhere. Yeah. So I'll see y'all later. I gotta go to book club. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotta go hang out with the gals and get wine drunk and talk about hell yeah, horny elves or something. I don't you, know. You did mention this earlier, and I and and I'm glad you said it because this is a question I wanted to ask you. Um, but I I think personally that Rebels is structured more like an anime than it is like a typical Star Wars or like when I say it's the typical Star Wars show, I'm talking about Clone Wars, right? Because they're like the two animated ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the one to compare it to. Yeah. So I think that it's it, it, on the scale of Clone Wars to anime, I feel like Rebels is closer to anime than it is to Clone Wars purely because it follows like one cast of characters from start to finish. It's about them. It's mm-hmm. not like jumping back and forth between all these tiny little arcs and like one episode's about this character and other episodes about this character and you know it's it's always like all over the place like this is a very streamlined thought out intentional show with a clear ending in sight and planned from the beginning um i was wondering yeah you did kind of mention that you felt that way but i was wondering like you know did you pick up on that as you were watching it and if do you have anything else to like add to that sentiment sentiment well, I think I think you described it very well. It is different from Clone Wars in that, um, you know, we're we're just with we're we're we have the focus like the we're seeing the world through the eyes of these six people, five people and one droid. Droids are people too, um, and uh, it's nice. And like I said, the whole time I was kind of just like. Ooh, One Piece vibes. I love it here. <laughs> so clearly I was drawing parallels to anime all the while. Um, if you held a gun to my head and said, like, which specific tropes remind you of anime? I would not be able to answer at the present time because yeah, I'm a tired there, little boy. But... Yeah, there's there's nothing like specific. It's just like, yeah. it's just it's just kind of going off of vibes and sort of what's come before versus what we're getting now. Um, of like, yeah, you can kind of see like these characters, they're going on a journey together. That's kind of like every trope of an anime is like there's a main cast of characters you know 
Um, I think I haven't seen One Piece, but I think it's probably a pretty good example. I think Attack on Titan also seems like a good example as well of like, hey, there are these core characters that like have to deal and grow within an ever changing universe. And you're going to experience that through their eyes. You're going to grow up with them. You're going to like be with them as they make decisions that you may or may not agree with. And that's kind of cool. Kind of nifty. Um, also, so far, would you say you prefer, and your answer can change because I'll probably ask you this at the end of our Rebels watch there as well. Do you prefer Rebels or Clone Wars? I think for as emotional as I got over Clone Wars, I feel like I'm more engaged with Rebels at this point. Like, I was more, like, vibing with the overall feel of Rebels versus Clone Wars, because Clone Wars is obviously very lore-heavy. Yeah, it's um, a lot of exposition dumping all the time. And it's also just, like, stop making me like Anakin. I, like, hated him for forever, and now I like him, and it's awful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to happen. Whereas in this one, I'm like, oh, I like these characters, and I don't know whether or not something bad will happen to them. So I guess it's okay for me to like them for now. Yeah. It's true. Um, That's a very good point, yeah, is you always know Anakin's really, going to be a villain. it's really annoying watching all of Clone Wars and then knowing that he suffers a fate worth the death. And it's so annoying. <laughs> That's so true. And it's also cool to know that yeah. we're getting, like, we are going to get more of them developed in current Star Wars canon. Like, these characters are kind of going to become the new heavy hitters, I feel like. They're going to be a new a new cast for a new age. Um, mm-hmm. Like, just re- remember this as you're watching through all of it. I think that Din Djarin is going to meet all of them. Like, isn't, like that's just a cool thing to think about, right? You think that's going to happen in The Mandalorian or later? That we'll see. We'll or like see. the next season. I, I have no idea when. I think it'll probably be a project down the line. Um, I saw some article that was like the, the, the like Dave Filoni, John Favreau. They're kind of building up to their own end game, which to me screams Ooh, original Thrawn yeah. trilogy. Like the original Timothy Zahn Thrawn trilogy is kind of an end game type deal where you have like Luke Skywalker, Lando, like your OG people coming back, but also like teaming up with all of these um, like new book characters that they were introducing in the 80s and 90s. Uh, and, they're, and they're all fighting uh, like one person. And that's that's cool. So I think that we're going to get a little bit of that going forward as well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, that is an interesting outlook. We don't know where these characters are going to end up and that their story is still unfolding. Anakin, Obi Wan, mm-hmm. their shit has been wrapped up. Like they're done. Like <laughs> yeah. I know we got the Obi Wan show, and it. I liked it. Was it perfect? No, I liked it. But you know that mm-hmm. I really think that's all we're gonna get of you and McGregor, and maybe even Hayden Christensen. There's rumors he's in Ahsoka, but I don't know. Nothing concrete has really come out about that. I thought it was confirmed he was in Ahsoka. Yeah, but I I haven't seen anything else about it, so I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Mm. I think it was like... Got it. I think it was very, very, very heavily and like it came from a very trusted leaked source, but I don't think anything uh, concrete has actually come out about that. Um, okay. But yeah. So, okay. I have a lot of fun facts about Rebels. 
this will kind of be Please this will kind of be my little ranting segment to close this out, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But I specifically want to talk about uh, the artwork and the art direction of this show. Now, it is an animated show, so literally almost every single creative choice made on the show is art direction and an intentional <laughs> conscious decision. So I'll get it. I'll, I'll say it right off the bat. A lot of people do not like the uh, creative direction of this series. They don't like the look of it. They don't like the lightsabers. They don't like the skinny lightsaber look. You know, I have talked to so many people stylized. who are Star Wars fans. They say like, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I haven't watched Rebels because I don't like the art. It's either it's one of two things like it's either it's for kids or I don't like the art and a little umbrella of that is I don't like the way the lightsabers look like those are like the two reasons that people usually give of why they don't watch Rebels. None of them is actually story based or like creative, (laughs) uh, you know, understanding of like what this work is. Uh, (laughs) Those are the two things. And I'm going to talk to you about the artwork of Rebels. It's fucking brilliant. Okay, it is amazing. And it is. The it goes to the very core of what Star Wars is. So many of the designs in this show are inspired directly by Ralph McQuarrie's uh, artwork and a lot of his concept artwork for A New Hope. And that has set the standard for Star Wars aesthetics from the very beginning, before 1977. Like, this has always been mm-hmm. what Star Wars has looked like. And they've drawn. Uh, from a lot of his original art um so like here are some examples right uh pull up google on your phone you're gonna start looking up some google images all right listener uh if you look up i'm on it wait okay 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 um okay i'm always doing it all right but um, molly all right here's what you type in just type in ralph mccrory star wars concept art and then go to google images Okay. Like, look, the first thing is Darth Vader fighting someone. Two things in that right away. First off, look at Darth Vader's helmet. That is the direct inspiration for Darth Vader's look in Rebels, for one. And the other thing in that photo is the lightsabers. Those are some skinny-ass lightsabers in Ralph McQuarrie's artwork. They are, they skinny. are skinny as hell. They're also more like flashlights, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, they're also not colored. But, like, that was the original vision of the whole thing. And, like, it has this, like, uh, like pulp fiction-y kind of classic sci-fi feel to it. Like, like a, uh, I mean, it is the 70s. It really feels like someone just took, like, a book cover of a pop fiction novel from the 70s and, like, turned that into Star Wars. Like, that's what a lot of this show's mm-hmm. aesthetics feel like. Um, so Vader's helmet, the skinny lightsabers, those were all original concept art. Um, Zeb, the character design for Zeb was an original design for Chewbacca. If you look at some of his original yeah. artwork, there's a cast of characters. You can kind of see C-3PO. Uh, there's Luke Starkiller, not Luke Skywalker at this moment in time. Um, and there's a hairy looking guy. And that is very much Chewbacca. And the same can be said yeah, wow. for Chopper. Chopper was also an original design for R2-D2. Um, you can kind of see there's a there is one photo where he's got some like mechanical arms sticking out, um, which is one of the uh, ways Chopper expresses himself 
he's just got these two oh, hands yeah. that are constantly out and like messing with shit. Um, the planet of Lothal itself, the capital city, uh, was directly inspired by some of his artwork uh, for just like what a futuristic Star Wars city might look like. There are some side by sides, and it's like it's it's identical. It's very similar. The way Lothal was uh, was designed. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got here? There are even some like f- uh, further examples in later seasons that I can't quite get into yet because they are spoiler heavy. <laughs> so I won't get into those yet. Yeah. Um, but the Jedi Temple on Lothal is also very similar to an ancient Jedi Temple that they designed for A New Hope. Potential concept art. Like there's just so many parallels. Uh, between this oh the the stormtrooper cadet armor is also the original design of a stormtrooper that ralph mccory first designed like it just keeps going and going and going there's endless references and there's truly more i can say that i don't want to spoil so (laughs) basically what i'm trying to say with all of this is if the reason that you do not want to watch rebels is because it doesn't look or feel like star wars you are just utterly mistaken right we you even said in your notes you typed it out onto a google doc molly wow these explosions and like the whole feel of this it feels like the original trilogy and i'm telling you like they're reusing music from the original trilogy but they kind of do it in their own way like this is meant to feel like the very beginnings of star wars so if the one reason you're not watching it is it doesn't fit into what your vision of star Wars is. If you grew up with the video games and like just rewatching the prequels over and over, like it's not that <laughs> this, that's not a reason to not watch this show. It's so good. If anything, it's more of a reason to watch it because it really does it. This show understands star Wars more than almost anything else does. Like even more than Mandalorian, even more than Obi-Wan and Damn it, I'm going to say it more than Andor. Like, I really think it does. I think Andor is a great show, but I think Rebels is better Star Wars. If that makes sense. Mm. That does indeed. Um, so anyway, I just had to go on a rant about that because I know I have so many friends who are like diehard Star <laughs> Wars fans. And I want to talk to them about Rebels. And they're like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Like, I don't know. I just don't like it. It's, 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 it's either it's for kids, which yeah maybe sure i guess it is for kids like hey it's for tweens this it, was on disney it aired XD, on disney xd okay? that's what it was it, not that's di- where it, aired. it was not playhouse disney but they've also like they've seen all of clone wars so like i don't <laughs> like clone wars is equally for yeah. kids honestly but um yeah it's just so good okay well so i'll say it i don't mind the skinny lightsabers i kind of like it because everything it takes like a second to get used show. to stylized. i will say if if you don't like the skinny lightsabers right away that's fine i'm not faulting you for that the skinny lightsabers is one thing to get over because that actually has been a little different like even in the original trilogy they were kind of thick right like they've always mm-hmm. been a little bit thicker than they appear in rebels so that of all things is more of a stylistic choice um but I think everything else is true, tried and true Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's everything I had on Star Wars Rebels. How do you feel about this show so far? Yeah, I mean, it's just I'll just reiterate some stuff that I said earlier, but it's just like it's giving me early One Piece vibes, which is really comfy for me and really nice. So like I got sucked in, like I watched most of 
season one in one sitting and I was like oh this is just such a fun little time um I love the dynamic between Ezra Zeb and Chopper they're like the idiot trio and it's one of my (laughs) favorite things um I called it very early on that Ezra and Zeb were actually gonna become like brothers and like love each other so much and like care about each other's well-being even though they were at each other's throats at the beginning I was like y'all are gonna fucking be best friends and it's gonna be adorable um they're idiots together that's my favorite thing the the dynamics between different kinds of idiots like luffy and zoro they're both so fucking stupid and they're just like just different brands of stupid but when you pair it up together it's just it just works yep (laughs) um so yeah i'm having a great time watching it so far obviously things are gonna get serious from here on out but i love i love when i love characters and i love these characters so i'm excited to spend more time with them hell yeah I'm so excited for you to watch more. Um, yay. yay. All right. So I think that concludes our first episode on Rebels. Oh, my God. That feels so good to say. I'm so excited yay. for you. Um, <laughs> so next week, I'm going to be watching more Attack on Titan. Correct? Indeed. indeed. Um, and mm-hmm. for our next Star Wars episode, Molly will be watching um, just as much of Rebels as she can get through. I have not put any, indeed. unlike our other episodes, I have not put any hard restrictions on this um because i have a feeling she's gonna want to watch more rather than less (laughs) so i don't want to limit her and like have to make her wait because honestly the more that she just watches it the better come on it's great um yeah i mean thank you for not making me wait (laughs) (laughs) like i know it's killer between like when you could just see mandalorian season two sitting there and you're like come on (laughs) it's not a good feeling I know, I was like, you bastard. You're like, no, I'll make it worth your while. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't have to wait for everything. I know I know all I need to know. Uh, but yeah, folks, that is our episode on Rebels. Thank you so much for watching, or for listening, rather, I should say. I'm sure this episode is going to end up being a beast. So it if is. you've hung on until now, uh, thank you. <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> this was so much my fault, though. I just, I can't shut up about this fucking show. I love it so much. Hey, if you're if <laughs> you're not allowed to complain, if I'm not allowed to complain about how much I end up just going off the rails, if I'm talking about something <laughs> I like, it's just, we like it. We want to talk about it. That's why we made this podcast. <laughs> Yay. All right, everyone. Yay. Thank you for listening. And as always, Thanks, fans. Anna, Anna, may the, the force, force be, be with, with you. you.